Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how anyone can grow a small business into a national brand. And to drop these value bombs, we have brought Ron Holt on the mic. He's the CEO and founder of Two Maids and a Mop, a nationwide franchise organization that is using customer feedback to totally disrupt the residential cleaning industry. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about thinking small, thinking big, thinking purple, thinking lean, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Behind on your planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Clavio is here to help. Last Cyber Weekend, Clavio helped generate more than $100 million in sales for innovative direct-to-consumer brands like yours. Now, they're sharing their insights with you. Get a jumpstart on your planning with Clavio's go-to guide at clavio.com slash fire. The biggest needle mover in my business? Funnels. The software I use to build my funnels? Click funnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Ron, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. I'm glad to be here. This is an exciting day for me and I got something super embarrassing to share with the world. Um, but I'm, I'm 100% true. So during my ramp up phase, which I'll talk about here in just a little bit, I ate fish sticks and rice almost every single day for six and a half years. <laughs> Are you 347 pounds? I'm not. I'm also an avid runner. So it, 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 I, <laughs> it I don't out. look that way because I eat so unhealthy. But for me, it was a way to save money. I knew how much it cost to to do it. I'm a terrible cook. And so um, not, not many girls were in love with me at the time because of the craziness, but it, it allowed for me to know exactly how much money I was going to spend every single day of the week, which is really all I cared about during the ramp up phase of my business. Totally. Fire Nation, you have to extend that runway. Every penny needs to be accountable for entrepreneurs. They run out of time because they run out of money. You need to keep that process going. And something else Ron shared during the pre-interview chat that I found pretty cool. He was recently in Turks and Caicos. And, you know, most people come back with like, I don't know, a necklace or a hat or maybe some sandals. Ron, you came back with a dog. <laughs> in the States, these, these dogs are called mutts, but uh, in the Caribbean, <laughs> they're called pot cakes. And um, if, you're a, if, if you really want to figure out how to pull one on us, just take my wife to the Caribbean and put a puppy in front of her because that's exactly what happened. They, we, there's this little pot place. Was there any paperwork, by the way, or did you just literally scoop the dog up and just like walk on the plane? It was a one-page application. Okay, so <laughs> at least there was something. I mean, geez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Fire Nation, obviously we're talking to the Ron Holt, who's the founder of Two Maids and a Mop, which is a nation, uh, nationwide franchise, which we'll be diving a little bit more into later. And of course, I gave you the rest of his introduction during the introduction because we're going to be talking about how you, Fire Nation, can grow a small business into a national brand. And a lot of people wouldn't think you would start this way, Ron, but after we've talked about the fish sticks and knowing exactly how many pennies and dollars you're spending each week, maybe we could guess that you think it's very important to think small. Can you expound upon that? Absolutely. So gone are the days, I believe, where someone can totally 
just overtake an industry and be first to market. You know, there's no more Henry Ford's creating a car out of the blue. There's no more, um, you know, internet even. Everything has already been made in 2019. So I recognized that many years ago and said, I've got to figure out a way to be first to market in a market that already exists. And so when I say think small, that's exactly what I'm talking about is find an industry that in, ideally no one really wants to be in, look within that industry and find the white space within inside of it and then go attack it. You know, just find something that has demand that is inside of a really, really popular industry and uh, and then go do something different than no one else is doing. You think think about yourself, JLD, that's exactly what you did with what you're doing exactly. here, you know. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a beach bum, you know, even though I'm in, in, in Birmingham, Alabama at heart, I'm this beach bum and always think about Jimmy Buffett, you know, that he failed for so many years as a country music singer until he moved to Key West and all of a sudden became this beach persona and totally reinvented how he performed his form of country music and today is one of the more famous one, if not the most famous um, country music singer there really ever was. You know, So I believe that it's impossible to be first to market anymore, but it's still very possible to disrupt disrupt a market and change that industry. I mean, Ron, you nailed it. You know, back in 2012, I was like, man, I love this podcasting thing, but where would I fit in there? And I'm like, well, what void is currently not being filled in the podcasting space? And every show was weekly. I was like, why not be different and be daily? And of course, there's a lot of other pros to that, which was putting in the reps, getting better because I'm actually doing 30 a month instead of four and all of that stuff. But Fire Nation, find a vertical that you love and then dive deep in that until you are like, okay, guess what? I'm in the vertical that I love and there's not much competition here or there's no competition or I can smash the competition because I'm just going to focus on this one thing. And Ron, I'd love to maybe go a little off topic here because I've been thinking about this over the past few months and it's just something that makes a lot of sense to me is, you know, there's people in this world that maybe they have like two different verticals that they love, but they know they can never crush either one alone. Let's just randomly say, you know, yoga, it's huge. So if you just are just yoga, it's just, that's tough. That's competitive. And same, like, you know, like say being a vegan, that's tough. But like, what if you combine like a couple of those passions you have? So now you're just like the, the vegan yogi. So you're actually taking two passions and you're really niching down into this area where maybe you're top 25% in two, but now because you're combining them together, you're actually top 1% in that combo. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's exactly what I did in the residential cleaning space. So, you know, I'm I don't love cleaning homes. I don't, you know, I don't know if I've really never found that many people that do, which is great <laughs> if you're in the cleaning industry. Right. Um, but I, that was not necessarily my passion. But what I did see was that there was a real large demand within that, and even though there were hundreds, if not thousands, of people performing the service across the country, um, you know, 16 years ago when I started this business, I felt like there was a real void in terms of customer experience. It really wasn't, there was no customer experience. It was, my house is dirty, come clean it, leave, go by, be invisible. Mm. And so I said, you know, there's something we can do that can make our, our service tangible. And so that's where we created our sort of think small kind of moment is just trying to figure out what can we do to say to a customer who needs their home clean to make them feel like there's more to it than just a clean toilet. And so I'll, I'll talk more about that as we talk here over the next several minutes. But that, that's, that, was our, that was our disruptive moment. So we've talked about thinking small and how that can actually lead to your disruptive moments. Let's say we've done that. Now, what do you mean by thinking big? 
once you've diagnosed what that moment is, once you've diagnosed where that particular sub industry needs to be that you want to take over, then it's then it's time to really think big. So for me, I'm an empire builder. I mean, I absolutely love business, not for all the big money, fame that may come. You know, I don't, I love Warren Buffett, but I don't have to be Warren Buffett. What I love about business is the fact that every day I walk inside this office, I get to do something that may change the world every single day, even if my world is a very small one inside the residential cleaning industry. And so from day one with just two homes cleaned on the very first day of our business, way back on April Fool's Day in 2003, I thought to myself that we're going to become one day the country's largest, fastest growing, most innovative residential cleaning service. And I wrote that on a whiteboard in 2003 on April 1, and it's still on a whiteboard today inside my office 16 years later. And so, you know, for me, that's inter- that's that's invigorating, it's energizing, it's something that makes me want to wake up every single day and just go attack the world. Nothing I do seems like work. What I'm doing right now is fun. I'm passionate, not because I'm trying to sell something, but because my heart is full, you know, and so to me, it's it's important to to think big um, if you really want to go big, and you can't do something if you don't see it first inside your head. Think big, Fire Nation. Of course, you need that disruptive moment, thinking small. Then the next step, think big, because you're going to make a dent in this universe if you have the capacity to think big. Now, this is the only thing that I would be like, I have no idea where Ron's going with this, so let's just dive in. What do you mean by think purple? I just said just a few seconds ago, I love Warren Buffett, right? right? So that that's my, that's my hero. And again, not because this dude's got billions of dollars, uh, but mainly it's just, you know, he and I think a lot alike in terms of just way of life. And so I'm headed to Omaha, Nebraska many, many years ago. I'm on a plane. I'm stuck in Atlanta, Georgia in the airport. And I run into a bookstore just to sort of waste some time. And I see this book on the shelves that's purple. And it's called The Purple Cow, uh, written by a guy named Seth Godin. And um, by now, you probably know what this means. But um, if you've ever been down to where I'm from in southern Georgia, you see a lot of cows. Right. And so those cows are white, they're black, they're spotted, whatever. They're all very much the same, and they're very unremarkable. And you move on. You see probably another cow later on if you're from my neck of the woods. But if you were to ever stumble upon a purple cow, you would remember that moment. You'd remember that purple cow for the rest of your life because it's so different, so unique, and so remarkable. And if you don't want to read the book, that really is the gist of the book. And so I read that book on the way to Omaha. And as much as I love Warren Buffett, I was ready to head back home to figure <laughs> out what I was going to do to create my own version of a purple cow inside two mates and a mop. Love that. Fire Nation. I mean, the key within this is like, it's a noisy world. It's a loud world. There's so much going on and it's not getting any less crazy. What is your purple cow? Like, how are you going to be the talking piece, you know, for somebody about this? I mean, for, you know, when I started back in 2012, it was, who's this crazy dude doing a daily podcast? That kid's going to burn out in like three weeks. And people were literally like having lotteries betting on when I was going to stop the show because I was going to run out of guests, run out of energy, run out of blah, blah, blah. But guess what? That made it different. That made it talked about. That was my purple cow was the daily show. It was so different. It was so weird for the space of the time. It stood out because of that. So anything else you want to add around this, Ron, before we move on? 
so I love Warren Buffett in the beach. That's the only time you'll ever hear anyone <laughs> say that, right? So I'm, I'm, I, I get the Purple Cow book. I read it. I head back home, which was at the time in Florida, and I drive to the beach. There's this little area you could park, and you can see the Gulf of Mexico, and it's beautiful, and there's no one around you, and there's no tourists. It's just you and the water. And so I have this old school pen and paper, and I'm brainstorming, man. I'm thinking, what am I going to do to create a Purple Cow inside two maids to mop? And finally, after literally weeks of doing the same exercise every afternoon, I stumbled upon what we now call the pay for performance plan. And so kind of think of yourself as a consumer right now. This is our purple cow. Every time we clean your house, we give you, the customer, an opportunity to rate your level of satisfaction on a very simple scale of one to 10. And that number by itself will directly determine the compensation level for the two folks who clean that home. And we say that to every person that calls us now across the country. And almost every time we say it, we get this wow moment from a customer. (laughs) And so that's our purple cow. We're super proud of it. It's probably the biggest reason for our for our quick growth and fast success here. I mean, it's like another reason in a random other industry why people love like Uber and Lyft because people in those cars know that they are going to get to rate the driver and the driver knows that they're going to get rated. I hated yellow cabs for decades. I mean, they were horrible experiences. The drivers were so rude. They could care less because they just picked up, you know, a bag of skin and bones in their minds and they were dropping off that bag of skin and bones in their minds and like they could care less of that human in the car, which is fine. But you know, they'd blast music, they'd scream on their phone in like whatever language. It was just like such, it smelled like smoke. It was dirty. Nobody cared. Uber and Lyft came in. Now, all of a sudden, guess what? Every driver is going for that five stars, period. End of story. It's a verb now, right? (laughs) It's a verb now. And guess what? Those two maids, they know that they're going to be held accountable and they know that they're going to be ranked one to 10. And guess what? Their compensation is going to be ranked, you know, is going to be determined because of that. So, Fire Nation, think about the beauty of that system. I mean, it's beautiful for so many ways. How can you think purple in your business just like Ron thought purple and two maids in a mop? Now, going back to the fish sticks a little bit, I mean, it is so important to stay lean. It is so important to just have the ability to invest money back into your business when you actually start to generate revenues. You can grow, so you can market, so you can expand, so you can keep the lights on, by the way. So talk about that, Ron. Talk about thinking lean. You bet. So this goes back to almost right after college. I graduated from the University of Georgia, go dogs. And <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm trying to find my way in the world, right? And so I, I it's some point you have this eureka moment where I say, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to start a business. The problem is my checking account said I had about $400, you know, so I'm like, (laughs) how in the world I'm going to start a business with 400 bucks. And so from that moment forward, I really, um, I really try to make it a point to just be as lean as possible because I knew it was going to have to come from me. I didn't come from wealth. There was no bank dying to lend me money. There was no equity partners willing to invest with me. So it had to be from my back pocket. And since I only had a job, I had to do a lot of other things beyond just work to save this money. So I worked second jobs. I did you know, these side hustles. I cut costs as much as I can, i.e. fish sticks and rice. And slowly but surely, I took that $400 and saved all the way to $150,000, which is no Warren Buffett, obviously. But for me, it was all the money in the world. And so you live that lifestyle for six and a half, seven years, and it becomes who you are. It becomes part of your DNA. And so as I started the business, as I opened the first two maids in a mob, that same operating mentality, that same 
uh, lean bottom line kind of way to operate became just part of the business model as well. And so I literally got in my car, drove across the country, I hit I-10 in Florida, and I went west. And I stopped off in all these different little cleaning companies across the country, uh, at least in the southern part of of the states. And I walked in and I said, hey, can I hang out? And time after time after time, what I learned is these guys were doing well. There was a lot of demand, but yet there was so much fat, so many people who were not producing in a way that seemed very profitable in my opinion. And so when I built my business model, I said, I'm going to create the leanest, strongest, healthiest business model there is so that when that demand is captured, you're making some real bank. And so I think the same thing applies to every single business, whether you're cleaning homes or hailing taxis, you know, that you've got to really consider the bottom line beyond just what's happening on the top line. Think lean, Fire Nation. There are so many businesses out there that are running on so much fat, as Ron just shared. It is so true. I mean, for me, I was thinking, wait a second, why aren't other podcasters doing more quantity of podcasts? Well, they're so inefficient with their systems, with their automations, with their batching processes. Like, just nothing was in place. That's a huge opportunity for you, just like Ron saw a huge opportunity for him because he was just seeing, man, the demand is here, but man, the supply that these companies are giving this demand is really inefficient. There's a lot of opportunities here. And Fire Nation, think of the opportunities that are in your vertical, your niche. Expose them, dominate them, crush them. You know, listen, this isn't a G movie. I mean, this is real world entrepreneurial stuff. We're in it to win it, Fire Nation. And we're gonna be talking about systems, about positivity, and we're gonna be talking about you, Fire Nation, when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Clavio's mission is simple, help brands grow. And they have a proven track record, especially when it comes to the busiest online shopping days of the year, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Last Cyber Weekend, Clavio helped generate more than $100 million in sales for innovative direct-to-consumer brands like yours. What's the secret to the success? And how are today's top online brands preparing to set new records this holiday season? That's simple. Personalized marketing experiences. Experiences that create authentic relationships with your customers and show you understand them and their preferences. In order to have a successful Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you must understand your customer, their purchase motivations, and what kind of marketing messages they should receive. The more you can own the customer experience, the more successful you'll be. And lucky for us, Clavio helps the most innovative online businesses own their growth. To help you, Clavio has released a holiday planning go-to guide. Get the guide and maximize your fourth quarter sales by visiting clavio.com slash five. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. The biggest needle mover in my business, Funnels. They've allowed me to do so much, like deliver free courses to my audience, resulting in tens of thousands of leads. They've also helped me present live masterclasses to teach thousands of others of how to create and launch their own podcasts, and they've helped me generate millions of dollars in sales. But I couldn't have done any of it as effectively as I have without the right software to help. ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. And these sales funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes your conversions and earnings. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. 
Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. So Fire Nation, we're back and Ron's been doing nothing except dropping value bombs. And we got some more coming up because I personally believe one of the reasons for Entrepreneurs on Fire's continued success, I mean, seven plus years now, 2,200 episodes, you know, seven figures of revenue a year plus net is systems. We've created great systems over here. Ron, as you heard before the break, he's a systems guy. That's why Two Maids in a Mop is winning at such a high level. So Ron, why should we be thinking systems? I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, and so entrepreneurs at heart aren't always the best operation-minded folks. You know, So systems and operations kind of go hand in hand. And I live that up close and personal. And so for the first several years of our growth, things were just rocking and freaking rolling, man. We were opening store after store, state after state. And, you know, from the outside looking in, things were really strong. And I was super excited. It was, you know, filling my heart. My passion was really flowing. Um, then I started looking across the board and we would generate, you know, X revenue in one city and that same similar revenue level in another city. But our bottom lines uh, would would be a little bit different, you know. So when I started looking at why almost every time I diagnosed this issue, it was pretty clear, mainly because there was too much fragmentation within our business model. This is before we started franchising. Before we ever opened our first franchise operation, we had 12 corporate stores. And you know, as much things as I'm, I'm proud of during that time, the one of the things I'm, I'm least proud of is the fact that there was that kind of fragmentation. And so I'm a huge reader, and I picked up a book that, you know, if you, um, you know, ever think that reading a, a, a novel on systems can be exciting, it, it was <laughs> for me at that time, you know, because it really taught me that um, y- y- if you really want to be able to get rid of that fragmentation and create uniformity, it will allow you to start scaling as fast as you want across the country, across North America, across the world for that matter. And so what we did was we brought in system consultants, we brought in systems people, experts from all over the place, and we just did nothing but think about what can we do to create a uniform business model that works every single place that we're going to open down the road. And it was a serious investment in both time and in capital. Uh, It it was uh, just mind-numbing in some cases because when we talk systems, a lot of times people think in our world cleaning, right? You're picking up a book and and are not picking up, picking up a vacuum cleaner and, you know, vacuuming the floor. And there's an art and science to that, but its systems go much deeper than that. How you enter a home is a is a system. How you leave and depart a home is a system. What you do when someone's home versus when they're not home is a system. So there's all sorts of things that we teach in our franchise model that we had to learn on the ground as we were building this model out. And I, if you want to go big, if you want to take your small business into a national brand across the country, you cannot do it without first documenting your systems and proving those out. Do you remember the name of that book? It's got a Michael Gerber. Uh, does that ring a bell? E-Myth all Revisited? Yeah, the E-Myth. So it's a, a fable of, about a baker in, in New York City who you know, does what you think bakers in, in do. They bake cakes and they're really good at it. And the neighbors and the friends and the family members all say, you got to do more than just bake the cakes for the neighborhood. You got to sell this thing. And so they start 
baking the cakes in New York City. They put a shop in Manhattan, and just like <laughs> the friends say, they line up, right? But the problem is, over time, the baker's so busy, she starts hiring people, and that's when things really start to um, change the business. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're you're done, you know. So they close the baker and or bakery, and she goes back to baking cakes for free in the neighborhood. And so that's it's a fable. It's not really true, but it's exactly what happens across America across and small America. businesses over and over again. Another great book, Fire Nation, is Built to Sell by John Warlow. He's actually a past guest of Entrepreneurs on Fire as well. And that book is all about systems. It's all about creating your business to run on systems. Because guess what? If you ever think that you want to create franchises or anything like that or sell your company down the road, nobody's going to buy your company if there aren't dialed in systems. If it's just you running around with your head chopped off every day, fixing and putting out fires, nobody's going to buy that because they take you out of the equation, everything falls apart. It's a, you know, it's a castle built on sands. You need to have systems. Go ahead, Ron. Here's the fun part. So I keep talking about the beach, right? So I'm a, I'm a beach bum at heart for sure. And so I recognize that once we brought in these experts and consultants and said, here are the systems, at some point I still had to go out and document that. Meanwhile, I'm running a business. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to combine my passions. And so I took my family. We went down to the Bahamas for several weeks. I turned off the inbox. I turned off the phone. And all I did was become an author of the Two Maids and business model. And yes. I left the Bahamas with, an, with our first ever 300-page operations manual. Did you, so, did you leave with a dog as well? No dog back in those days. <laughs> just, just, a, just a bad tan. <laughs> bad tan. Oh, the story of my life. Fire Nation, let's talk about systems. Okay. We've really hammered home the importance of it. If your business isn't running on systems... It needs to become your priority. Why are Kate and I able to take a 90-day world trek when it's just her and I running the business? We have three virtual assistants. You know, They just do what we need them to do to the busy work. So when Kate and I take ourselves out for 90 days, how's the business still thriving? Systems. You need systems, period, end of story. You also need to think positive. So Ron, talk about that. As I'm growing this two maids to mop business, I'm I'm early on. I'm on the ground, man. I'm sure. like literally cleaning a house, you know, and I'm I'm doing everything else too. I'm buying supplies. I'm marketing. I'm resolving customer issues. I'm handling all the accounting. I mean, I'm seriously doing everything six in the morning to kind of midnight kind of days, six days a week. And when you live that type of lifestyle, no matter how passionate you are, sometimes life gets the best of you. And well, especially when you're also just eating fish sticks. I mean, that's right. Just- <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I'd moved down to Florida by that point, so I didn't. I could actually eat real seafood. I didn't have to get the frozen <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, but you know, there was this one moment in in time. I can still see myself, and I'm. It's ugly. It's an ugly version of myself. But it was one morning where I, I had some issues with staffing, and the day before was tough. I'd. Um, worked all the way to literally midnight the night the day before and all of a sudden we're here at six o'clock in the morning and people aren't there and I'm thinking oh my mm. gosh here we go again here we go. and I erupted like I'm that's not my personality but it was in that particular moment and it took me about five minutes for me to recover from that to think oh my gosh what have I done and from that moment forward I said to myself as a leader of this organization if I truly believe in the vision to become the largest fastest growing most innovative residential cleaning service in America, then I have to be 
a leader. I have to be positive. I don't care what's going on. I got to be the duck, man. You know, I got to have all the crazy stuff going on beneath me, but I got to look beautiful, beautiful and graceful from the top. And I believe that's the, that's the same thing applies for every single business leader, for every single organization. And the only way to be positive is if you believe and you're passionate. If you have love in your heart for what you're building, if you have love in your heart for your family um, or for your business, because that can still very much exist, then it's a lot easier to be positive because you're, you're loving what you do. You enjoy what you do every single day. And so I see so many business leaders now because I come in contact with all these guys that at one point were my like heroes. Now that we're in business together, we're we're partners and peers. Uh, but even in some of those circles, I see a lot of sort of disdain for what people are doing, you know, the disdain for their customers or for their franchisees or whatever it might be. And, and it makes me sick because I still remember myself erupting during that five minute craziness uh, way back in the day in the mid 2000s. So I, I believe that if you're not positive, it's probably time to, to think differently about what you're doing because you shouldn't have to force yourself to do it. It should come very much naturally. And if you love what you do, man, it will. At the end of the day, Fire Nation, what are you waiting for? Like, what the heck are you waiting for? Are you waiting, you know, for the end of your life to be positive about your life? Like, are you waiting, you know, for some unknown date to be happy? Like, what are you waiting for? I mean, the, the time is now, the day is today. Think positive. It changes everything. Why do I start the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, and the Podcast Journal with today I am grateful for? Because just starting the day with one thing that you're grateful for, that starts your day with gratitude. That starts your day with positivity. That leads to happiness. Fire Nation, think positive. Now, the grand finale is think about you. Talk about that, Ron. So as you're building a business, whether you want to take over your community whether you want to take over your region or your country or the world for that matter, one of the greatest things that you'll get to enjoy is the fact that it's the only opportunity probably in your life where you get to be 100% selfish. <laughs> because when you're building that business and you're the founder, you're the owner, you're the entrepreneur behind it, then it's about you. Yes. you know, there's culture and there's all sorts of other things, but if it's not feeling or fueling you, then there's a problem. And so that hit me actually pretty recently. So, you know, when I left corporate America, I couldn't stand it. I mean, I, I was making great money. I was traveling the world. Um, you know, I was managing all these really smart people, much smarter than me. And from the outside looking in, things should have been really good. But I had this void inside of me that I knew I needed to try to chase and fill. And so as soon as I started cleaning that first house, even though prior to that I had my white collar on and, you know, globe trotting across the world – Cleaning that first house on that first day was more invigorating to me than anything I'd done prior to that, even though I lost money the first day in the first few years for that matter. And it filled me. And so there was this level of passion and excitement, energy I'd never had before. And for the next several really years, that same feeling occurred day after day after day, no matter what kind of challenges were in front of me. But Several months ago, I'm sitting here in my ivory tower, and I'm working inside this boardroom, and I've got all my leadership people around me. We've got 500 employees across the country cleaning a home somewhere on that particular day, and we're talking about all these really corporate America kind of things. And it, I said to myself, what in the world has happened? I've become the person I hated <laughs> 16 years ago. And um, even though this just happened recently, it's something that's really made a mark um, for me because it, it, it actually, in a weird way, has re-energized me because I don't want to be corporate America. We may look like corporate America from the outside, but that's 
the reason I started a business. And so even though we've got these 500 employees and growth's crazy, we've got 80 stores across the country and we probably look corporate, that doesn't mean we have to be. And for me, that's being selfish because that may work for someone else, but for me, it doesn't. And so I, that's my advice to every entrepreneur out there that's trying to take over the world. At some point, you're going to have to always look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I doing what I'm doing because I want to do it? Not because someone expects me to do it, not because there's another meeting I've got to run into, because I want to do it. Even if, it's, even if it is a boring eight-hour meeting, if you want to be in that meeting, then you're going to kill it in that meeting. But if it's something that you're forced to do, that's work. And that's nothing I've ever wanted to entertain, as crazy as it sounds. And so I I, I know that sounds uh, maybe even naive and, and hard to believe for some people, but I'm proof that you can feel that way. For 16 years, I've, that's exactly how I felt. And I continue to do it and want to do it for the rest of my life. Fire Nation, at the end of the day, this is the one life we have to live. The one life we have to live. So why not take control? Why not be the captain of your ship and say, you know what? Yeah, maybe I want to sacrifice a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of this. Like I may not, you know, make a hundred percent of the money I could potentially make if I go down this road, but that's not the road I want to go down. Like I want to be happy. I want to do things the way I want to do. I want to have my vibe, my brand, my energy. And that Fire Nation is the choice that you have. The choice is yours. And Ron, you might know the exact numbers, but the reality is entrepreneurs who invest in franchises have a much, much higher success rate than entrepreneurs that just strike it on their own for their own businesses. And there's a number of reasons behind that. I mean, the systems that come with franchises, the brand that's already in place, the business model that you just step into and execute on. And there's Obviously, other things you might want to add to, Ron, but talk about the opportunity that Fire Nation has when it comes to franchises and specifically with two maids and a moth. You bet. So for me, again, I, I am an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm the lone wolf you know, guy working on an island by himself. And for me, that was always something that I wanted. But what I've come to learn is that, that not everybody is, is made that way. And that's fine. And that's great if you're in the franchising business because that's what we do. We, we provide training, education, support to manage a business for someone that doesn't necessarily want to be that lone wolf guy like I was 16 years ago. And so when we, when we open a Two Maids and a Mop, a lot, again, a lot of people think that we're really focused on the science and trade of what we do, the act of cleaning a house. And obviously, we teach that. That's something that's uh, very important. But we go much deeper than that. We talk about financial accounting. We talk about how to market locally. We talk about how to provide the best type of customer experience, not just service, but experience for, for a consumer. We talk about how to hire people and what to do to motivate them once they're on your staff. And we also don't do just the training, but we provide ongoing support for the life of our relationship between one another. And so we've got folks that have opened two maids and a mop franchises in different parts of the country that are just as passionate, if not more passionate than even I am about what we're building. And they are building their own little mini empire within their markets in Peoria, Illinois, or White Plains, New York, or Virginia Beach, Virginia. All these folks are just amazing business owners slash entrepreneurs that have coupled their passion with the knowledge that we've created and, and earned over the last 16 years to really create some really cool success. And so my little baby, Two Maids and a Mop, that opened 16 years ago in, in Florida when, by cleaning just two homes is now in a place where we're cleaning hundreds of thousands of homes on a regular basis with 80 locations across the country with another 300 left to even open. You know, We want to open 20 to 30 new stores every single year for the next decade. And so if there's someone out there that's 
a hustler that's um, high energy, that's positive thinking, that wants to solve problems and wants to change something about their life they're not happy about. Uh, we want to help you do that. Well, you just described my entire audience, so you're speaking to the right people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that that's something I'm pretty excited about because I, I, I'm one of your listeners, you know, and I'm, Thanks, I'm, 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 I'm a huge fan of yours and um, you, you and I speak the sort of the same language. Totally. And so if there's someone out there, even if it's just one, I think Two Maze and Mops changed my life and I've seen it change the lives of our franchise owners too and I think it can change someone else's. Fire Nation, the opportunity's there. It's on you to step up and say, you know what? this sounds like a great opportunity or you're taking all the information that Ron's shared with you today and you're applying it to your opportunity, to your idea, to your business. I mean, that's what's great about being an entrepreneur. The opportunities are endless. Be the captain of your own ship. Drive it into the right port. So Ron, take this home. You bet. So there's a couple ways to get in touch with us. The easiest is to go to our website, twomagefranchise.com. There's going to be great information on there. It's going to talk about the investment opportunity. It's going to talk about what life's going to be like once you're a franchise owner. And it's a very quick process. We have some people who own a franchise within just a few weeks of visiting that website. In other cases, a few months. But either way, it's very quick. We'll have a dedicated sales team that'll pick up the phone and talk to you at nine o'clock at night if you want to. So go to twomagefranchise.com. Learn all about Two Maids and a Mob, the, the business and the business model and the franchise opportunity. And if you just want to talk business, I'm a, you know, I'm not selling a book. I'm not trying to book a speaking appearance. I love business, man. And I can talk to just about anybody about a sandwich shop or the next thing that's going to disrupt uh, some digital marketplace. So find me on LinkedIn, uh, Ron Holt. I'm really easy to find. And I promise you, I'll talk to you. I'll give you some free advice even. I love that. I mean, Fire Nation, when my guests say, hey, seek me out. Just type Ron Holt in the search bar in LinkedIn and reach out to me and I will communicate with you. We will go back and forth. I'll answer questions when you have them. Those are special, special people, Fire Nation. So take advantage of these opportunities. You can see that Ron has a golden heart. He's a man of service. He's a man of integrity. It's just the reality. So I want you, Fire Nation, to recognize the fact that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with RH and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Ron in the search bar. The show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes, Fire Nation. We have all the links to everything you need about this episode right there. And Fire Nation, I'm going to just give you a call to action here. Like if this sounds even a little appealing, you have to follow that appeal to twomaidsfranchise.com. Check out the process over there. If it makes sense, take the next step. You can see that Ron's created an amazing business, an amazing opportunity for you to be a thriving entrepreneur in a really exciting, growing area. And I'm going to say it right now. I want one of you, 10 of you, 100 of you, however many, to take this opportunity to crush it. And I'm telling you, if I get an email a year from now that is like, John, I heard you and Ron chat and I started a two maids and a mop franchise and I'm killing it. Check, check out my story. You're coming on Entrepreneurs on Fire. Like I want to talk to you about how you just took this episode that Ron and I talked about and you've now created a thriving business that's employing people, that's providing a great service to this world. I mean, that's the kind of stories, Fire Nation, that I love to talk about and you could be that person. 
the owner of a two maids in a mop franchise that we're talking to in a year, two years, five years, however long it takes, however long you decide to make this decision happen. So Fire Nation, twomaidsfranchise.com. Ron, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. You bet. Talk later. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Ron. And if you have your big idea, well, you're ready to ignite. If you don't, guess what? I have a free training that will get you to your big idea in less than an hour. Just visit yourbigidea.io and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Behind on your planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Clavio is here to help. Last Cyber Weekend, Clavio helped generate more than $100 million in sales for innovative direct-to-consumer brands like yours. Now, they're sharing their insights with you. Get a jumpstart on your planning with Clavio's go-to guide at clavio.com slash fire. The biggest needle mover in my business? Funnels. The software I use to build my funnels? Click funnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click.